Welcome back to, or welcome perhaps for the first time, but most certainly the last time, the Equity Matters Podcast. This is your host, Addis JV3, and it has been a long ride. I want to start off by first acknowledging that I've been gone for a little bit. Um, I had an unfortunate experience of my MacBook crashing. Granted, I bought it refurbished and it was old. But I didn't expect it to die on me before Christmas. And with it dying, I lost uh, at least two files. And those being the last, at least two episodes that were supposed to come out. And so that would have been Skywalker Payne and Dr. Daniel Lee. I went back and forth on what I wanted to do about the, the old computer. I could have got it restored. I could have got another one and got it transferred. And at this time, with Christmas and everything that was coming up, I decided to just let it go. And it's actually behind me in a box. Uh, Maybe one day I'll revisit it and take the things off that hard drive, put it on my external. We'll see. This is a lesson to people. Make sure that you back up your stuff because at any given time, your laptop can decide it is its final day. I'd like to give a shout out to my wife, who, if you remember, it might have been the third episode, but it's my first episode with a guest, who so graciously went out and bought me a new computer. And so I was able to pick back up right where I left off, and I'm able to record right now. So thanks, love. It is you that who has kept Equity Matters alive for so long, and you have done it again today. So what are we talking about on this last dance episode? I have the privilege of talking to one of the brothers in social work of the Brothers of Social Work Collective, Christopher Scott, who many of you may know as the hip hop social worker, who many of you may know from his work with Sweet Side PDX. But overall, Chris is a creator. Chris is someone who sees a vision and understands that you have to be able to tell a story because with anything that we do, whether it be reels, whether it be on TikTok, if it's, you know, stories on Instagram is really rooted in this notion of narrative. What I appreciate about what Chris has done is he's been able to shift and overthrow many dominant narratives. And so when I think about social work, which is kind of the the crux of our episode, he's able to say, hey, this is what it looks like to be a black man in social work. And this is how I navigate. And this is what I see. And this is what I do. And in so many cases, those stories don't get told. So I'm just grateful for pioneers. I'll go ahead and put that out there who are willing to step into the uncertainty of this content creation space so that we can tell our stories and we create pathways and avenues for others to do the same. And so I'm grateful for for Chris's fellowship, his friendship, and and just his ingenuity because I say it often about um, my guy Jermaine, uh, 
who planted the idea of equity matters in my head. But there would be no equity matters if there wasn't a hip hop social work podcast first. And so as you're listening to the episode, this episode goes out to people who are contemplating their next creative venture. I hope that Chris is able to spark within you some notion like this is my time. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to tell my story. And I just want you to enjoy it. So, Chris, let the folks know a little bit about you and let's get this episode started. Yes, uh, my name is Christopher Scott. Um, Some people might know me as the hip hop social worker. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon. You know, I currently live in Oregon, live in the burbs now, which is kind of which is kind of corny. But, you know, (laughs) um, know, this is what it is. but from Portland, uh, emphasis on the northeast part of Portland. Um, yeah, man, I'm born and raised in Oregon. I'm an Oregonian. You know, uh, I get excited when the rain come back. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm currently a social worker. Uh, um, social worker, I'm a school social worker at a school out here, a high school out here. Uh, that's kind of my focus is like working with juveniles. Uh, my, my background is juvenile justice. Um, you know, there was a time where I thought I wanted to be a, like a full-time therapist. Um, you know, uh, that kind of changed because I didn't pass my OCW exam the first time. So, um, had to, had to pivot, had to figure out, okay, so if you don't do this, what you going to do? So now I'm in current, I'm in that phase of like my career, like, you know, maybe therapy wasn't it. Cause I, I, I do honestly feel like if therapy was like the jam, like I, like if I was supposed to do that for real, I would have passed that exam. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like life don't throw you lemons without kind of like, you know, showing you the lemonade, you know what I'm saying? So like, so um, so now I'm currently, you know, figuring out, you know, like what it's like to be a social worker, uh, trying to trying to lean more on being a creative. Before, when I started Hip Hop Social Worker, the podcast, I was, I was bent on like being a social worker first. But now I'm kind of in the lane of like being the creative, just being a creative, right? You know, so so yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I got vlogs, I got photos, I got videos, I got you know, um, I do live podcasts. I've been doing that it's public speaking with my guys, the Brothers and Social Work Collective, and also my own kind of stuff. You know, that's not as booming as the other two, but you know, I I you know said I get out here and get mine too. You know, <laughs> yeah, too. Um, but um. But but yeah, so yeah, that's just, that's a little bit of me. Two really quick things. So you know, I work with with in the juvenile courts in grad school. That was like my first field placement, and I hated it, bro. Like I, I hated it because one, they was cool, right? Like they was just cool. Like if you just talk to them and, and build relationship, like you was like, hey, you just making some really shitty decisions, right? And, and half the time, it's really not your fault. Like you're, you're caught up in a system that's bigger than you. And the second thing is, I feel you on the suburban dad. Like the the life is different, especially when you come from the inner city, and now right. you're out in this this sleepy town where like people look at you like you one of them. It's like right. no, I'm not one of you. Yeah, <laughs> for real. So yeah, uh, man, yeah. But I I feel like the reason. I mean, juvenile system. It's a, it is for me like a love and hate, like you said. Once you like talk to them, they cool. But so many other people don't understand that. So I feel like working with staff kind of make it a tough go. Like, you know, like the kids was all right, you know what I'm saying? But 
I feel like staff puts you in a, or just like policies put you in a position to where like you gotta like do stuff that's just like uncalled for. So like I shouldn't have to power struggle with a kid over a remote. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, like, you know, um, you like in a perfect world, there's a remote on the there's a remote in the unit that I control. I ask the kid for the remote, he gives me the remote back, we're all peace and love, right? But but now this TV has like all the channels. And I feel like if if there was a policy that didn't allow this TV to have all the channels, I wouldn't have the power struggle with this kid. So like I feel like it's just like a disconnect of like people up top making decisions that affect you on the unit, and then there's like just like you know kids being kids, really, you know. But some of them are just you know robbers, but they're still kids. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, your comment around policy reminds me a lot about how I feel about child welfare and when I first got started. I'm like, yo, why am I doing this? Because this right. is not this is not actually fixing the problem in any way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's a big disconnect between like the suits and the workers and the clients. And now I feel like a suit that's infiltrated. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, but you do it. You do it well. I've seen you in action. No, I appreciate that. Appreciate it. But today's about you, right? So let's let's dive into it. And so I, I wanted to start from the beginning, right? Like I want you to take us back. And today we're we're talking about this intersection of like social work and creativity and uh, content creation. When you created Hip Hop Social Worker, what were you trying to accomplish? What was the the gap that you felt needed to be filled? The gap that I felt needed to be filled was there were people that were doing the work, no pun, uh, <laughs> that um, needed to needed their voice to be heard. You know what I'm saying? I saw a lot of like celebrities talking about mental health, and then in podcasting, I see like a lot of podcasters like try like to 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 grab like the big name uh, guests. Like, you know, and I felt like it was it was my duty to kind of keep it grassroots. You know what I'm saying? Um, really let people who who are in the field, um, who are really doing mental health work, who really are experiencing mental health things, you know what I'm saying, at, at a lower level, not a lower level, but at a smaller, you know, grassroots level to tell their story, right? Um, so I wanted to keep it that way. There was a time where I wanted to, like, you know, email guest um to try to get them to come on the podcast and like boost my you know uh stardom right but it's like i feel like I, it was just easier like there's so many podcasts who do that right like who like try to grab like, the big name guest just because you know they're whatever right but i was like you know what these people in here who work 50 hours a week you know what i'm saying they got good ideas too so um i feel like that was important for me to do um also i did want people to listen to me on the podcast and say you know what i can do that mm-hmm. right because um you know um i i i to a to a, to a point you know what i'm saying i kind of lived in my like kind of um grungy sounding style yeah. right because um it was it it was more than me. It was um you know it was more about like I want people to like see what I can do and then take it to the next level. You know because um I feel like there was a podcast that I listened to that kind of gave me confidence. Like there was a couple um uh you know um Van Lathan uh, his podcast even though he was uh, kind of on celebrity status, but you know if you listen to how he how he speaks, he's not like like he's like he's articulate, but he's not like polished. You know what I'm saying? He's very like kind of 
down to earth um has a little bit of like a lisp kind of like you know it doesn't really enunciate well often you know what i'm saying uh well he doesn't say well but like sometimes like he just kind of gets into his bag and he just kind of goes right so um and also um another podcast i was listening to um Arian foster had a podcast and it was kind of the same way like it, like like it just was it was so like kind of just you know it was just so um down to earth unapologetic unpolished you know to to an extent i feel like you know what i mean if they can get it off then i can get it off and i feel like i want people to see that at, uh, about my podcast well like you know if this guy has the confidence to come on here with you know you know the sound effects is kind of off or you know the sound is off like like that first season that first season was man my sound was always inconsistent you know what i'm saying um and then my second season was kind of the same so i had a buddy say hey man you going to get that you had to get that, uh, you know, what I'm saying under wraps because I can't listen to it anymore. If you get under wraps. So, you know, so then I, I went out and like kind of researched. Okay, like you know, what kind of mics do I actually need? You know, what I'm saying. So then I bought some dynamic mics to kind of get my vocals a little more focused and like you know what's on the background, right? So, so yeah, um, yeah. So I, I definitely, you know, uh, wanted people to listen to my podcast and be inspired to do their own for sure. That's like that was that was that was part of it. You know, thinking back. Equity Matters was the same way in the sense that, like, I got tired of the way people were describing equity or equity challenges. And I also got tired of hearing the same voices over and over again. So when you talk about celebrities um, being like the source of truth, like that drives me crazy. Right. Like how many times right. they have Charlamagne and talk about mental health? Like he right. may have had some mental health challenges. Sure. Um, many others have as well. But I want to hear from like emerging voices, right? Like people who are up and coming, who haven't yet been like established or stamped as like the the voice of truth. Because I don't know, I just feel like we've oversaturated so many different industries with like influencers that may not have any background or understanding or knowledge of the topic that they're called to speak on. Right. And it's like the Kardashian kind of effect, right? Like, like, like a lot of influencers um really just like they live life and, and they have influence but the but the life they live is creating an influence so like some people like you know like i feel like you know you you, you get paid you get paid like you know by sponsors just to like kind of live your life and like kind of put all your dirty secrets out there for like likes and views and stuff like that and then um you know um and then you know you, you kind of become a professional content creator you know, which, you know, hey, you know, I ain't mad at it, but but I feel like um, my stake in my my equitable contribution to the podcast space was not to have big guests. You know, now when I do the podcast again, <laughs> I might have a different scope. I might want to, you know, s- sit down with somebody who's has like lived experience, but like not to a point where they're like celebrity, but like to a point where, where like they've done like, you know, stuff that's kind of like notable, mm-hmm. you know. Not saying my people that I interviewed didn't have done notable things because I'm sure all of them have, you know what I'm saying? But but you know, I, I would want to interview somebody who's like done like, you know, just things around the world, probably, you know, maybe like, you know, been to the Grammys, been to the Oscars, something like that, you know, just because those kind of experiences, you know, like kind of in a sense can kind of give me motivation to see like where I can take my thing, you know. Right, right. So in that same kind of origin story. Um, did you have any apprehension with raising those type of lived experiences, like being able to shine a light where lights haven't been shown before? 
a little bit because some of the stuff is shame. I mean, can be shameful, you know. Like I know telling my mom and dad's story. That those are my first two guests. Uh, and if you know me, you know that you know I was in foster care for a little bit. Uh, parents was on dope. Um, you know, um, lived in lived in drug houses. Um, you know, mom and dad got a divorce. They was addicts for a long time. So um, a little bit of apprehension about that. Uh, but I felt like my mom and dad's story needed to be told. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of kids from the 80s like me who had parents who, who who went through that. Some parents still going through that. You know what I'm saying? I, have, I mean, there's people who I know that have been doing dope since I was, I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so there are some apprehensions because those kind of stories and also like, you know, will people respect your voice? Will people respect your, you know, your uh, podcast guest voice, right? You know what I'm saying? Will you, you know, go viral for saying something wrong? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, I know like there's there's podcasts where I made, um, you know, kind of hotbed topics like privilege, you know what I'm saying, masculinity, right? You know, and it's like, well, I don't want to say anything offensive or I don't want, you know, some like, you know, troll to find my podcast and just kind of start harassing me, you know, but, um, but once the, you know, once trolls come out of nowhere and you deal with a couple, you get to learn how to, you know, stand just kind of brush them off. So there's always that apprehension because you don't want to say the wrong thing. You know, I feel like you should have the apprehension, right? Because like I always, I, I have a saying like, you know, like, 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 don't, don't follow the, um, um, the hot take, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't follow the hot take. I feel like a lot of podcasters definitely want to like go viral, like with the hot take that's like too hot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you don't want to kind of um, you know, burn your bridge before you even get to the um, you know, landing point, right? So so I I took that, you know, to me like, you know, don't chase hot takes, don't chase hot take people, you know what I'm saying? Like so if there's a party, if there's I mean so speaking of like <laughs> speaking of like just kind of everything's going on right now, right? I went to a uh like a flea market and I was like selling t shirts a couple years ago. And I had some black Israelites there and they wanted to be on my podcast. And I told the lady to hit me up, but in my mind I was thinking, like, man, you might be too hot for me. Like, you know, saying she, yeah. she she never hit me up, but I was thinking, like, how am I gonna spin this? Cause you know, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to tell her no, but I already know, like, you know, like, man, that's like that's like controversial. And you see why it's controversial because mm-hmm. people are up in arms about it. So it's like, you know, and not saying you shouldn't speak whatever, but but that's not what I'm about. So like I feel like if I would have did that. It wouldn't have been true to my to my style of podcasting, my content of podcasting. Like, oh, here's a social worker talking about all this stuff, and boom, Black Angel Light episode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so like, so like be careful of like just you know, so you always be careful. So that was a moment where I really was apprehensive, but I didn't know how to tell this woman no. But I really was like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? like because I just don't want to do it, you know. So yeah, those, those values matter, man. Because I've, you know, people find you when you're a podcaster and be like, hey, I've got this great client that would be, you know, awesome on your show. And I'm like, well, how do you know? Like, right. like I, I, I take a lot of control around who I have on the show. Now, there's some episodes that I've recorded that I wish the content would have got a little bit more deep, or that you know some things wouldn't have been said. But then that removes the authenticity of the conversation, right? Right. But at the same time. It's mine, so I, I right. get to decide who who comes through here. For sure, yeah. So, yeah, definitely had those moments of apprehension. You know, um, I felt like if my gut doesn't uh, say like stop, 
then I go for it. But if something sits like, uh, maybe, maybe not, you know what I'm saying? Then, then maybe not, you know? So. Nah, I hear that. So let's dive into podcasting as a, as a form of like storytelling, but also a form of like being able to relate to others. And when you start podcasting, have you found it to be, you know, empowering for yourself or others? Because I, I can only imagine that people hearing your episodes can relate on some level, whether it's, it's personally or professionally, because, you know, obviously we're both social workers and I, we've talked about this, like having parents who um, use drugs, like being able to come forward and say, hey, man, I, I had a similar experience. Have you had that? Yes. Um, for um, So both. Yes. It's empowered for myself. And I have people who have reached out and say, oh, your last episode about XYZ was so great about, you know, um, trauma being outburst, about, um, you know, um, social workers needing um, to diversify, you know, things like that. I can't, I had a lot of episodes. I can't really remember specific ones, but uh, but I had people, had people um, in my inbox saying like, yes, you know, um, you, like what you said about child welfare was great. What you said about, you know, um, you know, being the only black person in the building was, you know, really, you know, really struck a chord. Um, but also for myself, I mean, I started podcasting it to, um, you know, I wanted to um, help others. I wanted to, you know, kind of motivate others to do things outside the box. But also, I wanted to be a public speaker, and the, I, I feel like the easiest way for me to get, you know, to public speaking was to start talking. And how can I talk? And who can how can you, how can you get somebody to hear me? Oh, here's. I, I'll do a podcast yeah. so and now to for people to come and like you know kind of um you know hire me for for public speaking engagements and you know get invited to um you know different campuses and stuff like that I feel like that's very I mean to me like that that affirmed what I wanted to do you know and 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 what I did was the right decision right now of course I would like to be you know more booked you know what I'm saying but at the same time I do have a feeling that you know what I'm saying that um be careful what you wish for, right? Because I'm not, because I'm not, I'm not in a position to fly all over the world and do public speaking like that. You know, what I'm saying? even if it was for like a big bag, I don't know if I want to leave my family at this moment in time. You know, what I'm saying to go travel here, here, and here, and there for that kind of grind. You know, what I'm saying because really, I don't like flying like that. You know, what I'm saying like of course, you know, what I'm saying like of course, I would like you know ten thousand here, twenty thousand there, but it's like really like. It was kind of like I really, really like, like, would you really want that? You know what I'm saying? So, um, so, but you know, you, you start off small and you start, you know, what I'm saying, and those kind of things help you kind of figure out what you, where you really want to go, right? So, um, so yeah, um, definitely empowering for myself because people just kind of, you know, give you this, you know, oh man, I appreciate, you know, what I'm saying what you said about this, or somebody hit you up, hey, you mind come talking to my class about this, or you know, so yeah, um definitely empowering you know um didn't think it would be that empowering um you know i didn't i i really don't think what i have to say is that deep <laughs> honestly you know what I'm saying i don't feel like i'm that deep of a person i mean I, I feel like i used to be and when i used to be a deep person people laughed at me so like now i like <laughs> laugh at everybody else for like being so like woke because I, mean, I, I was woke when i was 20 you know what i'm saying i was preaching on my soapbox about issues and stuff like that and people was like man shut up now everybody you know what i'm saying on their shit and I, I just laugh like man I've been there and done that you know what I'm saying while people was out cracking jokes and you know what I'm saying going out I also was going out but I also will wake up in the morning and let you know you know what I'm saying about the world and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> so 
so so yeah but uh but yeah definitely um it, it it's just nice to be heard you know um especially you know i didn't think i could do it um you know like of course you, you want to do things but life there's no like science of like how to get these done you just got to put in work and hopefully and hopefully if you put enough work in you know what i'm saying when you send those emails out like saying hey would you mind, you know what I'm saying, bring me to your campus or, hey, I have this idea for, you know, for a um, workshop. People say, okay, yeah, like you know, I like what you got to say. So, you know, let's keep doing that work. So, you know, and one thing that I had to realize about content creation, it's very rare that somebody seeks you out. Mm. For every person that seeks you out, you got to send out five more emails. You know what I'm saying? Because, because I, I mean, I have been sought out, right? But I also have had to like, reach out to people to be like hey let's do this you know what i'm saying so like i feel like once you get like all these endorsements people just see like oh you know what i'm saying like oh my your, your inbox must be flooded with uh offers not really like like you know what i'm saying like like yes i have had people reach out to me to work but i've also had to like you know um put myself out there so this case person you and you trying to get your you know saying your shit off and you think people are just gonna holler at you because they're gonna holler at you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, some people might, but you got a better chance of you just reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know what I'm saying? This is what we got going on. Here's a sample of what I can do. You know, l- let me know. So I want to come back around to the comments you made about schools, but I, I got a slightly parallel question. How were you able to find like your own voice in podcasting, right? Like, but I think when you say you wanted to use it as a tool to to get you out there for public speaking, I'm wondering like how have you been able to refine your voice through podcasting? Find and refine. Sheesh. Um, I felt like the way I found it was like be like don't be super polished. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit down and try to record an episode. Don't sit down and try to prep for the episode for hours. Turn the mic on and start talking. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's when I did my own, like, you know, solo podcast, right? Like, because, you know, I had solo episodes, right? So, say what you got to say as as unapologetically as possible, right? So, that's kind of how I found my own voice. Um, And then, really, just, um, you know, not really, like, paying attention to, like, the news cycle, not listening to others. So, like, if I, like, so, like, let's say... I talked about a popular topic. I wouldn't listen to podcasts that address that same topic because I wanted my own voice and I wanted my own opinion and I wanted my own kind of, you know, view on it, right? Because I don't want to be fooled with anybody else. And then how I refined it, I don't know, I just kept, like, it's like, you just always research more stuff. You might see different production styles. Like, oh, I like that production style. You know what I'm saying? How would this fit with my production style? So, um... I feel like now podcasts try to like be like super polished out the gate, and I don't I don't really like that personally because I feel like you got to go through the mud, you know. what I'm yeah. saying? You know, get your shit off right, you know. what I'm saying like uh, because podcasts don't last. I've had my hip hop social worker podcast was over a hundred episodes, but I, I've done projects that have been five or that have been like two weeks, mm-hmm. you know. What I'm saying because it just wasn't it. So I feel like you know, yes, it's it's good to be like. It's it's good to look good. I'm not saying you know don't like put like your investment in it, but I feel like you know like you coming out the gate, you know what I'm saying looking super like you know just like clean. It's like 
Like, you know, like, is it something that you really want to do? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it's like a rapper coming out, no single, but a big-ass chain. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. well, where would you come from? Bring you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, like, so, you know, so, yeah, I, I feel like um, going through, like, the mud really helps you get your own voice. And then you kind of refine it as you go. So let's bring it back to to academia, right? So me being being adjunct and still having like close ties to like my alma mater, there's always conversations around like what kind of tools can we use in the classroom to keep students engaged? And I'm starting to see more and more frequently like podcasts come up. Mm -hmm. Have you observed any ways that educators or students have used your podcast for lessons or, or forcing children, not Jesus, getting students to think uh, more critically? Yeah, um, well, I've I've only had podcast. Or I've only had professors ask to use episodes. I've never, um, I've never like been involved in their in their um, curriculum planning, so I don't know how they used it. But I have got feedback. People saying like, "Oh man, this guy's voice is um, genuine. You can tell he really cares about this issue." So it must have been something like in regards of like white privilege, um, social work in general. You know, what I'm saying really like you know mental health, juvenile justice. So. Um, but I do know, like, you know, people people want to hear a different perspective from social work, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we like we know the big theories, right? Like, we know the big names. We know the big books. You know what I'm saying? But here's a social worker that's on the ground doing work and getting more people that did the work in his, you know, in his vibe. You know, there's Pac, you know, he's a he's a guy who, who, who lives in this hip-hop identity, who lives in hip-hop culture, but he's also providing healing for some. You know what I'm saying? So here's a different look at what we can do in social work. It doesn't all have to be child welfare. It doesn't all have to be ex, you know, it doesn't all have to be this, this, and this. It could be what you want it to be. So um, I feel like I've helped professors kind of peel back some of the dust, you know, off social mm -hmm. work. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I think only one or two have actually reached out to me to say, hey, can I use your, your podcast? Like, yeah, like there's no way I can get royalties, but yeah, sure, go for it. Um, right. <laughs> but I, I feel like there's so many more that kind of just drop maybe a snippet somewhere because you never like I'm surprised when I check online. I'm like, I said that. Like, where, <laughs> how did you find me? And and there's like, okay, there's a sudden influx of followers at the beginning of the semester. I'm like, mm, what's up with that? Right. So, so yeah, somebody is, is promoting you somewhere. Uh, I have had one try to like reach back and, and give me the guest lecture, but it, it, but it didn't fit in my time, you know, um, mm. at the time because this was like 2020. Um, so, oh, but yeah. she was like, "Hey, since I use your podcast, you feel like coming to guest lecture?" And I was like, "Ah, yeah," but it just it didn't work out. So, uh, so, so stuff like that. If you're listening, I will come guest lecture. You know, you ain't you ain't gotta pay me, but you know, just I'll come and you know drop some jewels. <laughs> pay that man please he got a but yes, yes. I, I prefer to get paid but you know but i'll come drop some jewelry off you know fly that man out yeah you know what I'm saying? we need that so i want to shift gears a little bit because you know as you mentioned like content evolves because something i've appreciated about podcasting is going from i've got equity matters here i did i got five because i i wanted to do something slightly different but it still fell into the podcasting space i got some other ideas for the future that will probably fall under the equity matters umbrella, but you've got sweet side PDX, right? And mm -hmm. so talk to us about what that is and what you're trying to accomplish there. So sweet side, 
Sweet Side of Portland, Sweet Side PDX on, on social media. Um, that really was me trying to uh put together like trying to so like I do photography and video, right? So like I had a vlog where I was like sitting in like in front of the camera talking about things, right? I, I did about five episodes of that, um, you know, um where it's kind of me sitting down, but I wanted to like expand to like, you know, being out and about, right? Like I kind of wanted to just kind of like, you know, just figure out a way to kind of be out and about. And also I want to do something that didn't take a lot of like effort. You know what I'm saying? Because me going out to eat takes some effort to like plan, but like as far as like me trying to like do like super big, like deep shit, that would have been too much. So I hit my guy McCurtis up because at the time I didn't have a camera that I could like see myself in. So I was like, well, I can't do it myself at this particular moment. And at that time I was kind of like, I was still kind of apprehensive. Like that's a moment apprehension too, is like trying something new. So um, so I was like, well, okay, well, you know, I hit my guy McCurtis up. Um, you know, and then uh, you know, um, he's like, yeah, let's do it. So you know, so like, so like, so and you can see like we evolved even in the first episode. Like we went from like one idea to like a different idea because but first it was like me, he was gonna film me going around different shops, right, and eating, right, essentially. But even by the first episode, I was like, hey, you know, once you get in the camera, let's you know, see what you say too. So even by then, like it evolved within like an hour. It was like it went from like him filming me to be like, okay, well, let's both see what we can do, and then we can kind of you know work together. So, um, so, so that really idea came out just trying to get, trying to have a trying to have an excuse to get out in the city, have an excuse to use mics like like you know on the go doing vlog style stuff on the go just to see like you know just to like uh improve my editing skills my um you know my landscaping skills improve my eye you know what I'm saying? how things look you know what I'm saying like you, you know when you're moving around you know what i'm saying improve my research like okay so like if i want to do these certain amount of things what do i need you know what i'm saying because i feel like me sitting down in front of a camera talking at the camera wasn't really doing much i that was too much like a podcast to me. You know what I'm saying? That was too much like a podcast to me. I already kind of figured out that I could sit down in front of a camera and talk to the camera, right? But, you know what I'm saying? How do I make things look like like it's like really cracking? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how do I go to a shop and make it seem like it's really booming out here? So so that was where the idea came from. Really trying to evolve in the different spaces. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get my name out there. Trying to put my city on the map as well. I know I know Portland is known for its food, but they ain't known for no nigga coming talking about no food. You know what I'm saying? So that was really one thing that I wanted to do was put like a black voice on foodie stuff as well. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, so it was just, it was like a, it was just like a hodgepodge of ideas that I wanted to do. So, Sweet side has come from it, and from Sweet Side, I feel like I have just like numerous ideas that came from that. So I haven't really put them out there yet, but it's like you know, um, let's see how far you know what I'm saying we can go with this. Um, you know, uh, we got a big opportunity, uh, you know, to do work with Travel Portland that was pretty dope. Um, still doing that, um, but it's kind of tiring, not gonna lie, <laughs> trying to go out and get all that content, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but but it's good to know, like, okay, so, like, how far can you push it, and how far are you willing to push it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, because um, even though it's only, like, four videos, um, you know, trying to get those videos done can be, like, you know, it can, like, really push your, like, mental capacity, so just something to, something to be, like, thoughtful of, you know, for the next contract, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does it look like? How does it look? I'm sure 
we'll probably ask for more money the next time around because we've done it. You know what I'm saying? Each project is like, hey, you know, uh, you know, let's uh let's figure out, you know, some way to kind of increase our our profile. Uh, so yeah, it's really just yeah, it just was trying to really um but but from doing sweet side, now I have a different idea of how to do more vlogs on my own, more podcasts on my own. You know what I'm saying? So like, so yeah, it's just it's just a part of what I'm doing, you know. Um, yeah, so what I really appreciate about Sweet Side is like how many different dimensions of it there are. Because right. obviously you, you might be talking about food, right? And food itself can take so many different pieces because it's a review, you're showing what's out there. But I feel like there's like this underlying like story of Portland, right? Like the history of Portland, the culture of Portland that for me living in Michigan, I'm not going to know what's going on in Portland, Oregon, but right. you're able to to amplify the work of people who, you know, are staples within the community. Like the last place you sent where, you know, the mafia was hanging out, right? Like <laughs> being able to say like, yeah, there, there's their story to this. Like we've got similar places in Detroit. There used to be this spot called Red Devil Pizzeria that was up the street from my house. And there would be limousines late at night because allegedly the mafia was there. Right. Right. So yeah, stuff like that. That's really like kind of like just Portland for my eyes, you know what I'm saying? How mm-hmm. I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Because it's different. You know what I'm saying? I didn't move here to make content. I live here. You know what I'm saying? So right. like some people come here. Oh, I moved here from, you know, um, you know, Seattle, or I moved here from uh, you know, Texas, and I just I'm just but no, like I'm I'm this is what I, I live here. I'm from here. So so here's my like vision of things. So um, but I feel like I can see me and McCurtis doing like a segment for like KGW, which is a news channel, you know what I'm saying? Um Maybe one day, uh, you know, I'll see. Uh, I'll see how he feels about that, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can see something like that, you know, um, like us two kind of just like doing like a quick little, you know, like a six week thing, you know, what I'm saying or something like that. Because, um, yeah, I feel like, uh, I mean, he's more, he's like his voiceovers and like, 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 uh, like, like, I tell him all the time, like, man, like, 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 it's, I feel like it comes easy to him, you know, what I'm saying, like, because like it just sounds like so animated. So it's like, you know, I feel like, you know, with that kind of um, talent, you know what I'm saying? And then we can kind of put, you know, the video aspect together and like just put our ideas together. I can see us doing something like, you know, with like more companies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I imagine Portland's got like a food week or a small business week or something like that. You can yeah, probably they, get a couple ideas off that way. Right. Yeah. They have they have all that. They have like not like food week, but like they have pizza week. Gotcha. Um, they have like um uh, got, y'all got enough restaurants to have specific meal weeks. Right. Like, right. We got we got like right. food week, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Burger week. Yeah, you know, yeah, we got all that. So the last question I, I want to ask you, we we gonna jump into some some hot take stuff, right? So podcaster for me, I think as much as I've enjoyed it, it's also it has a, a bad rep like a a poor reputation because a lot of the emerging voices in podcasting who they already got their chain, right? Like they, they didn't get it out the mud, but they're, (laughs) they're starting with topics around or not even topics, but they're bringing in toxic masculinity, massage noir. And overall to me, just a poor level of effort. They, they just get a microphone. They get a couple of their homies on there and they just have a trash conversation and it goes crazy. Right. And right. for me, that's that's like part of the reason why I'm walking away is because I, I'm tired of like filtering through all of those pieces. 
What advice do you have for somebody who wants to start a pod in this climate? Because when I started and we started, it, it was nothing like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like microphones are, are on sale at Amazon for like 10 bucks. Like everybody got a mic. No, nah, they really are. Uh, but, uh, my advice is that whatever you, whatever you do, you got to sit or stand in it. You know what I'm saying? So if you out here making clips, that um you know that are that are toxic that are uh you know heavy on the kind of old school you know macho machismo men don't cry or you know i need my woman to do x y and z gag I, I hate them pods <laughs> you might get the attention that you're seeking and it might not be good you know what i'm saying so like don't shoot yourself in the foot before you get a chance to flourish you know what I'm saying? Because I know you think what you got to say is unique, but it's not. Not. Definitely not. And if you're going to be a comedian, make sure that people know what, if you, that you, like what you're saying is like jokes. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of stuff sounds like it's trying to be funny, right? But it's like, well, make, like, like, like people have to know that you are a comedian, that you are, that you are in fact telling jokes. Because if you don't, it's like you're either a comedian or, or, you, or you a philosopher. You know what I'm saying? And not all philosophy is good philosophy, right? So so it's like, you know, if, if you are here trying to just tell jokes and make people laugh, you know, at the expense of yourself, then I'll let that be known, you know. But anything that you make out here stays. It sticks around. People screenshot. People will try to bury you if it's too much. People will clown you. So just sit in it, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to sit in it. So be careful what you wish for and, you know, Make sure you know, it, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Do I feel this strongly about this opinion enough? You know what I'm saying? To take the ridicule, right? You know, because we do see a lot of people or a few people, a few people that have like flourished off of like, you know, um, like Joe Rogan type style stuff, mm -hmm. Andrew Tate, you know, type style of stuff, right? I'll even say Joe Budden, you know, type style, type style of potting, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, which I mean, I listen to Joe Budden podcast, but I also take what he says with a grain of salt, you know what I'm saying? He, his podcast is more like him making fun of himself, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes he says things that people don't really think are favorable and he has to come and clean it up, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and I think he also understands that he can't do too much cleanup, you know what I'm saying? Like he, like, like there's a short life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that you get, until it's like, until people start saying, all right, we can't fuck with you no more, right? So it's kind of understand that, you know, don't chase the hot take. And if you are chasing the hot take, you got to live in the hot take. You know what I'm saying? You got to live in that realm. It worked for Charlemagne. I do want to blame him for this kind of a <laughs> increase of a, you know, kind of like, well, you know, my thoughts are my thoughts. Because he was like that. He was kind of brash. And he would just say like, well, this is how I feel about things. This is my opinion, my opinion. And, but, but then even when he got his bag, he ain't been that brash. He been chilling. You know what I'm saying? So even he, and in, in, in a way, he knows that, you know what I'm saying? Like what I was doing, I'm lucky that I got, I made it so far probably and I'm going to just take it and I'm going to give back to the community. So I understand for every, like, for every Andrew Tate, every Joe Rogan, there are a thousand million of them, of people who try to get their shit off in the, this is the men's way of doing things, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, so yeah, just kind of know that you will be heard and you might not like what you what you get back, so st st stick with it. St you know, go ahead and stand in it. You know what I'm saying. And if you would go, if you if you're okay with it, then do your thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. Podcasting is a it's an interesting space. I haven't met anything anything like it in any other circles that I've been in. Right, you know, and I feel like, you know, yeah, those clips of people just saying like just ridiculous, like kind of just old school stuff that I feel like the last few years, the black community has tried to combat those kind of conversations. Like we tried to like promote like self-care, being emotionally intelligent, you know what I'm saying? Um, saying that, you know, it's okay, it's okay to cry, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like some of these podcasts that, that unfortunately get blew up, you know what I'm saying? Because they're getting ridiculed, I'll say that, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, but I just thought those... I just thought those days was kind of behind us, you know what I'm saying? Or, or if you're gonna do that, you don't need five mics of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure we all got, you know, like you said, like I got a friend that I could do a podcast with that's very heavy on like kind of old school way of thinking. But if me and him go back and forth, it 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 could be good content because I'm gonna challenge his thoughts every every time every time. Uh, you know. I can't, right? And he and he appreciates that about me. And I appreciate about him that he's like and he he's he is who he is. And, he, and we can kind of like live together in the world. Like you know, he might say things like uh, you know, like, oh man, you know what I'm saying, men today are soft. And then I can say, like, well, I don't know if they're soft or it's just like, you know what I'm saying, we we have opportunity to see more men doing more things, you know what I'm saying? Then we kind of go back and forth and you know, but but it's like, you know, but that's kind of you know, that's that's our relationship, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like if me and him we get together, we can like have some like thought, thought, uh, you know, some thoughtful like conversations. Mm-hmm. It's just not five people on a microphone saying the same echo chamber style type stuff. So, right, right. All right, my guy. So, how do people keep up with you? Because you got a few different ventures, right? Like different avenues that people may want to collaborate. Where can people find you? How do they find you? Let them know. You can go to hiphopsocialworker.com and that has my uh everything you need to know. Um, you know, uh I'm currently not seeing any clients for therapy, but one day I might open that back up. <laughs> you know, uh, but I but I do want to step away from like the therapist hat. It's not really my I mean I I'm very good at it, you know what I'm saying? But the um, you know, treatment planning and you know, kind of just the monotony of it was not really my, it's not really my bag. Like, you know, I don't want to meet weekly just for the sake of insurance claims, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but, you know, all, you know, Sweet Side is on there, podcast is on there, my my email is on there. So if you just want to reach out for an email to see what I got, you know, how can we connect and work, hiphopsocialworker.com, you know what I'm saying? Everything's on there, so. Yeah, and I'll definitely link it to today's episode so that people don't even have to go that far. Just click the link. Right. You know, and, and I'll take you to, that's the landing. It's it's, it's expensive, but it, I, I keep it going. <laughs> Got to. Got to. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Well, definitely appreciate you, my brother, as you know. I've been trying to get you on here for, for the longest on the solo episode because you were on the episode a while back with Dr. Coombs and with Trey. It's like I gotta gotta get a solo episode, and plus I thought it would be fitting that I would have my last episode with you, right? Like as as the the pod father himself, the one who who made the path for so many of the rest of us, you know. And I'm affectionately calling this one the the last dance because it's like this this is it, and so I'm just glad that I was able to start it with the reason why I got started as a podcaster. 
Right, man. I, I appreciate the I appreciate it. Uh, you know, the kind words, the flowers per se. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean your uh, because when I had you on my podcast, I feel like that was like the first time like I had like a social worker. Oh, well, was it the first time I had a social worker that wasn't the, the I wasn't a clinician? I don't know, but I know your podcast was like it was it was special because like you know. I don't have any people talk about equity on my podcast, right? Who are in fact chief of staff. <laughs> you know? So it's like, so really just like kind of like um just showing people like, hey, this is, you know, it's more than it's more than therapy. Social work is more than therapy. It's more than, you know, um, you know, it's it's more than what schools tell you, you know. Right. I, I was never told that I can be you know, ahead of a department in my social work program. Now, yes, I was told I can make my own program, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to make my own program. Somebody already made a program that they can just hire me and I can do the work. <laughs> right, right. You know, so yeah. Um, well, I'm glad I was able to, uh, you know, because equity matters is huge. I mean, there was an episode where that uh, we all talking about um, like um, energy inequities. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so, so if I sprouted that idea, I'm proud. Yeah, take that. Take <laughs> that. That was, that was that was dope. So yeah. All right, bro. Appreciate you. I know we'll be in touch. For sure. And with that, it's a wrap, y'all. I want to thank Chris for joining us on the pod, realizing that is a busy man, you know, counting all the heat that he has in his closet. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, he's uh indirectly related to Phil Knight and Tinker Hatfield and his Nike collection is off the chain. No, I'm just kidding. He'd be mad if I said that. He'll probably be mad when he hears it, but that's okay. Um, Content has taken a new shape in our lives and our daily interactions. It's, It's not a day that goes by where someone hasn't forwarded it. When someone hasn't forwarded a link of some sort that might take you back to Instagram or TikTok or something that's entertaining to them and content will continue to evolve and transform. My request for you is that as you create the content that matters to you, whatever that may be, that you keep in mind the the role of equity, right? You keep in mind the barriers that present themselves from people being able to fully participate in whatever the thing may be. And that you find a way to amplify those voices. That's what I want Equity Matters to be. When I look back over what we've done over the past 72 episodes, it was really to stir up thought that we may not consider in other spaces. I look back on sitting in those pre-pandemic meetings and you hear the same voices all the time. And I just grew frustrated with it. And I've told this story before. I wanted to create a space where emerging voices felt safe, where they could raise the ideas that they had because they might not be able to do it in their boardrooms because they don't have access to it. That's what Equity Matters was designed to be. And I, and I hope that's how you all received it. What does the future look like for Equity Matters? I know a lot of people has, have asked me that. I'm continuing to ponder it myself. As far as the social media aspect goes, I plan on hanging around for a little bit, at least until the end of January. Um, I want to wrap things up. I felt that I I should do justice by this particular episode by doing the usual, usual series of research and analytics and engagement that I would for any other 
And so I'll, I'll be hanging out for a little bit. The episodes aren't going anywhere. You know, once something goes into the Internet, it's there forever. So continue to enjoy. As, I, as we mentioned in the episode, if there's professors out there who want to use episodes, go for it. That's what it's there for. That's what it's created for. If you're not sure which episode to use, hit me up. I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. What about the Equity Matters Social Justice Academy? I've gotten that question as well. It's something that I still want to see happen. I am exploring a few different avenues. I don't know if it's going to happen in 2023, though. So it's on the radar for 2024. I want to bring it to, to scale. I want it to be larger than what I did before. I'm actually thinking of making an Equity Matters Social Justice Institute with a series of courses. Um, one of them that I'm, I'm floating around with is this notion of racial trauma and its consequences. How do we navigate racial trauma? I'm also looking at developing an anti-racism facilitator training. More to come on that. It's, it's a title right now, but it's, it's got some ideas floating around. But there's, there's a lot of things going on. And Brothers in Social Work Collective, we're back for another year. We're working with Wayne State. We're working with the University of Alabama. And we've got something lined up with the university down in Virginia. So we are getting ready to ramp up for 2023. Um, if you're interested, you want to hear us come speak, you want us on a panel, you need a keynote, you want to do a training, that is what we are here for. We are accepting all interest at this point. Holler at us. So what's next for at is JB3? That's the last question that people want to know. So does podcasting go away? I've spent a little bit of money. I've got some microphones. I've got some other sound equipment. I'm paying every month for Adobe. I can't let it go just yet. I am getting ready to launch a new venture. Um, it's called Finding My Roots, where I am doing a little bit of research, uh, some genealogy, a little bit of ancestry work. And actually, before it's even research, it's, it's about relationships. So I'm, I'm planning to do a docu-series of sorts with my family. Stay tuned. I got to convince them to get on camera to tell stories that they may not have ever told before in a way that would be shareable. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's something I've been sitting on for quite some time. I recently announced it on my personal Instagram and I did that so that I will hold myself accountable because otherwise it'll be just another idea that slips by. And if you took anything away from this episode, you can't do that. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the people around you. You owe it to the person that you don't even know is listening. Everybody's waiting for you to create the thing that you've been waiting to create. So do it. You owe it to yourself. And with that, I don't want to ponder anymore. It's already emotional enough knowing that this is the last time that I'll be saying this on this particular platform. But if you haven't learned anything in listening to these episodes, just remember the last two words that I say on every single one. Equity matters.